how someone is in their day-to-day life versus how they show up in an argument or a fight is so different because everyone has trauma. You know, everyone has shit that, you know, or insecurities. Yeah. Yeah. Trauma, insecurities, like, you know, things from their childhood that I feel like really show up in, you know, arguments. and water. I'm your co-host Jess and I'm your co-host Liv and we are back at it for another solo episode of our solo season and we are so excited. We say solo but there's two of us here. People are probably confused about Um, that. Solo as in you guys know we are one. We are we are one. (laughs) Yesterday we went to get our hair done at our hair lady (laughs) because Uh, we have the same person for everything. Same hair lady, same CPA, same everything 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 and i was like people are probably thinking like are you guys just do you guys do anything separate that's why i think so many people think we live together because we're together every day yeah like either i'm at your place or you're at mine but we live eight minutes away from each other so (laughs) that explains that welcome back to another episode of whiskey and water today's conversation is you know we're we're on this thing with this solo season that we are just bringing up conversations that we feel inspired by right now and that are really relevant to our life right now and we've been brainstorming and like having these great epiphanies of like such great topics that we can just really dive into so today we have decided to do a whole episode about having hard conversations Mm -hmm. and this is conversations with you know like a partner like a like a life partner like me and olivia or like a relationship partner or just friends or employees bosses whatever it may be like i feel like these conversations are really applicable to any difficult conversation that you have to navigate yeah and just hard conversations are a part of life and if you don't learn how to tackle them sooner rather than later. You either miss out on really great, deep relationships or... Opportunities for growth. Yeah. And opportunities to let the other person show up for you. Like, I feel like a lot of the time we don't bring things up because we're scared that we're going to push the other person away. Or at least like that's been my experience, particularly in relationships. So it, it was really hard for me to bring up things that you know, that were important to me because I was like, oh, they're just going to run away. But, you know, you need to at least give that person the opportunity to show up for you. And if they don't, I mean, that's just a clear indication that you need people that can show up for you. Yeah. And I think it's a matter of, um, you know, everyone being a little scared of, of confrontation, which is fair, you know, like not everyone. I'm definitely, I wouldn't consider myself a confrontational person, but you can be confrontational in a way that isn't hostile. And that's what we're going to go over today. I think you're confrontational. You think so? I think I am when I need to be, but I don't, I don't like being confrontational. Yeah. You know what I mean? I hear you. Like I don't prefer it. I think that we have a, we've built, you know, such a like strong communication style that like, I feel like you can be confrontational with me. I with you. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I'm I'm more comfortable doing that with you yeah. than I am with like anyone else. Just anyone. Yeah, like day, you know, in my day-to-day life if I'm on on set and stuff, like I probably won't say things if I if I don't deem it important enough, yeah. like I'll just let it go versus being like what are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, I'm confrontational to a fault. Like and it, and it's honestly like it it it's like a urge that comes from deep within. And I mean that She's like confrontational to the bones. No, I I really am because like if if I feel like I'm holding something in, she that just says it. I have to say it like yeah. it or it like I feel like I'm doing myself a disservice. Yeah. Like I just have to. No matter how close you are to the person, like it can oh, be a stranger and could, you're, you're calling them out on their shit. Not even calling. I mean, it, it, yeah. it can be in so many aspects, yeah. but yeah, I'm either calling them out or I'm like <laughs> figuring out why they did something yeah. like, and you, even like, Oh God, like I'll, I'll see the smallest shit. Like, you know, I'll see someone like give someone else a, a mean look and I'm like, the fuck was that for? Yeah, no, I'm Like, what are you doing that for? She's not kidding. I'm like, be nicer. <laughs> um, but before we get into the good stuff, we're going to do our segments that mm-hmm. we do every week. 
All right, let's go into our low. Our low. Um, I don't know what yours is. I know what mine is. I know what mine. Oh, what? What? <laughs> well, why aren't we reading each other's mind right now? Um, I would say my low of the week is having to let go of someone on our team. It oh. is. You forgot about that. That <laughs> wasn't my low. Um, yeah, it's a low because it's just you know uh, the nature of the game. It is the probably not probably the worst part of being a business owner is you know that aspect of like you know you never want to feel like you're disappointing people and we handled it very well our um old employee handled it very very well nothing bad to say at all on either side yeah I think both sides communicated the best possible honestly but you know it's just kind of a shitty feeling feeling like we wasted someone's time and our time was wasted but no losses just lessons Mm -hmm. but yeah of course there's some like sadness and just disappointment associated with that of course and it's like I genuinely hate disappointing people and it sucks and I know like I just hate knowing that like the rest of her day is like probably a little yeah ruined it's it's not fun and we've that's the first time we've we have fired assistants personal assistants before (laughs) fired (laughs) that's that's easy for us to do but this is the first time we fired someone for mood and yeah yeah just a little bit of a sad yeah and it's like you know we spent a lot of time and energy in the and energy in like the interview process and like choosing her and like putting a lot of our faith in her and you know we just weren't entirely clear on what, what we were expecting from and, a person in this position and what exactly we needed yeah like but we, this you know this entire situation gave us a lot of clarity on that and we know exactly what we need from someone moving forward and how to communicate those things yeah and you know it's such a learning curve and it's like if you if you look back and let yourself get frustrated you can get so frustrated but you just have to keep like chucking forward like i mean yeah and not dwell on like negative things just keep moving on because it's like if i look back at this hiring process of trying to get someone in this position i mean we have like oh can't even talk about it we've been we've been on the struggle bus for a few months now and trying to find the right person we've been so patient we have we thought we had such a thorough interview process down and here we are you know having made not the best decision for our, our agency and where we're at right now and our needs so, but it's okay. No losses, just lessons. Yeah. Right, brothers? Yes, brother. Okay. What's your low? Yes, daddy, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Sister, mother, daddy, brother. <laughs> What's um, your low, brother? My low is a situation that inspired this <laughs> this episode topic. Because, wait, so your, we, your low last week was the other one. Oh, yeah. So, if that doesn't say anything about... <laughs> my personality and i don't know what those here we are once Uh, again and actually i think both of our lows are what's really inspiring this this episode of having hard conversations yeah it is which is you know really i mean we had a really hard conversation before we recorded which is letting someone go yeah no like we literally did that right before we filmed this doesn't get harder than that um so yeah my low is you know we told you guys last week that we were going to the bahamas last weekend um, which was also my high, but we'll get into that after. But the low was Olivia and I had a tiff. We actually had an argument. And, like, we don't normally have arguments. Normally we have, like, you know, like conversations. little conversations or just, like, little, you know, like, well, like bickering. Bickering. But this is definitely a argument. It's a full-blown argument in yeah. public. <laughs> to be fair, was I drunk? absolutely um whiskey water yeah I mean, come on now yeah gotta, um, gotta stay true to our characters normally i'm not a dumb bitch when i'm drunk um unfortunately i let a lot of people down this night um but yeah it was like and it was like so fucking stupid it was genuinely so fucking stupid but it for, wasn't though don't I, invalidate yourself either um because those emotions were real you know yeah but it was it was truly like a misunderstanding like Mm. i was expecting olivia to read my mind as she does in a a lot in a lot of situations so i had asked her a question and she didn't respond in the way that like i was anticipating her to and then that led to me feeling embarrassed and i basically took out that embarrassment on her and then we were kind of just trying to communicate through that and she was like I don't know what I did wrong I answered your question and I'm like 
I answered your question honestly. Honestly. And I'm like, well, I wasn't looking for honesty. I was looking for like that <laughs> reassurance. I was looking for reassurance. Yeah. And um, yeah, so she just like didn't read my mind. And she was like, well, what do you want me to do? I can't read your mind. And I was like, yes, you can. Yes, you can. <laughs> so um, it took us like a while to finally it like a hot minute. It did. I, like I was I was crying in the casino. I mean, yeah, we were both crying. We were crying like in, and, in front of people and our friends that we were with. <laughs> yeah, no, like we we were, we were like in it. y'all. We, we were <laughs> we were those bitches and our friends who we were with even like were coming up and they're like, you guys is everything good? okay like what <laughs> happened and we were like let us be let us figure it I out i was like shooing them away <laughs> and then olivia's like you're being mean to them and i'm like no i'm not um but honestly yeah it would it, i don't think that this miscommunication would have happened you know given that i was sober and i know that she was giving me the benefit of the doubt and i was definitely just defensive and drunk and we were just, you know, misunderstanding each other. And it took us a while to finally come to a middle ground. And I remember the exact moment it happened because I, I literally just like stopped being in like attack mode. And like, I, like, I kind of like felt my ego like Dissipate. drop and I was like, oh shit, I, what am I doing? Like, why are we having this conversation? Like, why is it getting here? It's like, nothing is that important. And I was like, you know what, dude, like, you're right. I'm in the wrong right now. And that was like it. Like it was literally just like like a flip of a switch. Honestly, that's how it felt for me. And that's you how like snapped out of it. Yeah, it really did feel like I kind of like snapped out of it. I don't know if I like sobered up or what happened. Get a moment of clarity. Yeah, and it really that I mean that was it. And of course that even that came with a wave of emotions after, which was you know guilt, you know shame, embarrassment, like like you know shame for. projecting my feelings onto my best friend and like having her be upset because of you know a situation that I had procured so it was a lot it was definitely a lot of emotions to go through and we ended up getting past it and honestly having a great night but it was a lot (laughs) it was a lot and even after that like you know it, it, we didn't just like bounce back from it because like yeah. I mean at, at its highest point we both were in tears like just out of frustration that we weren't seeing eye to eye and like this was like I don't know maybe time felt slower because we were in it but I want to say it was like 10 minutes of straight just going back and forth back it's and not forth more. back and forth back and forth for me it felt like 30 longer um but even after it's like we we hugged it out we cried it out told each other how much we love each other and how grateful we are for each other But then, like, there were another few points throughout the night where we were just like, holy shit, like, that was a lot that we just, like, went through. And we definitely, like, Jess, like, started crying at the bar because she felt so bad. And I'm like, dude, you're good. We went to the bathroom at one point, had another, like, 30-minute conversation there about how much we love each other and how we're soulmates and how (laughs) she never wants to make me feel like that. And, like, you know, it was a whole whole thing. Whole debacle. But um, I... I'm like really proud of us because of like the patience it took to to clear the air there. Yeah. Like, you know, that's not I, I think if we weren't so close, like if anyone else, if I had been in that conversation with anyone else, I probably would have removed myself from the situation and just walked away. Yeah. And, and I would have done the same. I would have been like, all right, fuck you. I don't need to, yeah. you know. And I, put and, up with us or whatever and that brings us to a good first point oh wait oh, we were, we're still <laughs> that was our low we're getting into it right now um but i'll just briefly mention this and then we'll go back to our high and low and our deep dive but um it brings up a good point of like when to have these commerce these hard conversations and when to not and like yeah. who to have these hard conversations with and who to not because sometimes you are just wasting your time and your the, breath if the other party isn't open to um like hearing you out if you're not trying to truly come, come to, to a, a solution yeah to a solution to like a mutually beneficial solution like truly trying to hear each other yeah and like w- you could be so transparent and let your guard down and be vulnerable and be trying your best to communicate and that other person could not be and that's when it's like you know time to assess the situation and be like okay they're not even trying to hear me it's not worth invest it's not worth having this hard conversation it's really only worth it if both parties are open like heart open out of love solution oriented and like let's figure this out and be truly vulnerable truly vulnerable and transparent with each other exactly um okay we'll get back to that 
high. <laughs> put a note, put a little fold in your in yeah. the book there. All right, now to the highs. High. Is yours Bahamas? Yeah. Mine's Bahamas. <laughs> Bahamas was so, so just splendid, lovely, yeah. amazing, a dream, a fever dream. Oh my God, guys. It was so good. We ended up bringing our friend Truman, um, who I think I mentioned yeah, this. we did um, last week. So he ended up coming. We ran into our friend Carlos, who does the like marketing for the hotel. He like responds to my story while I'm at dinner with them. And he's like, what the fuck? I'm here too. And I'm like, and what? We're like, le- and this is like a good friend of ours from back in the long, day. Long time friend. Like when we first got on Instagram, he was one of the first photographers that I ever really started shooting with. Like we yeah. were close, you know? Yeah. And it was just so dope and such a perfect mix of friends. And mm-hmm. the four of us, the rest of the weekend, just had a fucking blast oh together. Guys, we saw Iggy Azalea. She we ended fire. up going. She was fire Okay, as fuck. last week, we were like shitting on her. We were like, oh, I don't want to go out. I'll pay to not go. Okay, we take that back. Iggy killed it. She was fire. And we stand. She's a queen. We ended up like hanging out with like her dancers that were like on stage with her. And they were so sweet. And it's just like so cool. It was great. And we got so many good like ocean swims in and those are just true. Like we were just rolling in the sand, doing handstands, like literally like playing. Like it was so healing for like our inner inner child. Yeah. And it was just healing, honestly. Got high on the beach off some Bahamian weed. Drinking coconut water out of a coconut. Oh my God. I mean. Sweating our balls off. Like in the best way possible. You can't ask for more. Truly just bliss. Oh God, it was so good. so thankful. Yeah. And we got fire content. Yeah. The content, guys. If you guys haven't seen it. go. Yeah, we have so much content. It's not over. Go peep. Yeah, we did funny TikToks. We did, of course, reels, posts, all that good stuff. So lovely. And Olivia also vlogged the experience, and that's going to come out um, Wednesday. Wednesday So this comes out Monday. This that comes out. And we just feel so blessed that we can, like, you know, have these experiences and these opportunities, like, so fucking deeply grateful for that and that we have such a good flow of capturing content in the moment where we're not like where it feels authentic to us totally like we're not you know where it's it hasn't always been that way you know we'd wake up and be like okay today we're shooting content and we'd like stress ourselves out over it and wouldn't be able to really enjoy our time and now we're in such a flow of getting of getting content of each other that it's just like in the I mean it's easy when everything is so beautiful don't get me wrong but it's very spur of the moment. It's very it's like, like, hey, I could get a pick right now. Yeah. It's like fire. And we knock it out in three minutes or less. Like, it's yeah. Just and then we just get back to being enjoying. present and yeah. enjoying it. Yeah. Truly a blessing. Yeah. It was... Thank you. Resort Hilton Resort World Bimini. If you guys have a chance to go there, you absolutely should. It's beautiful. Yeah. It was 100%. And like, guys, like the seaplane. Guys, we took the seaplane. <laughs> it was a 25 minute seaplane. Can't beat it. You cannot beat it. Cannot beat and it. And it was such a cool experience. Like other than cir- on the way home, circling oh. in the air five times because a storm was coming in and they put us in a holding pattern. I was like, this is it. This yeah. is over. Whiskey yeah. water and going the, down. We were literally like face to face with a storm. It was like had we like gone a couple feet like to the left, like okay. we would have been in the storm. It's not okay. It was a little scary. But after that, we were good. <laughs> um, okay, let's get into our deep dive. For those of you who don't know, this is a segment where we talk about our recent partnerships, collaborations, campaigns, and we talk about how we got them, what the deliverables are, and what the rate is. Because, because we, we believe, believe in rate transparency. transparency. Period. Period. Okay, we actually have the same one this week. We do. <laughs> Which I think is interesting. Yeah. yeah. Because we end up booking a lot, like a good amount of like the same campaigns, considering mm-hmm. we have the same manager and considering... We have the same assistant. So anytime like Olivia gets a collaboration or I get a collaboration, we're like, hey, put us on and social reach out. And so it works out. It works out. It's a perfect storm. So today's deep dive is about Slate. Slate milk. Slate milk. It's I believe it's a coffee. It's like a cold brew. uh, Well, they have a cold brew flavor, but it's Uh, a it's a protein milk. The protein milk. Yeah. So that fucking aligns great with the both of us. And I'm hype about it because it's something that I would actually drink, drink and try. Uh, She had actually picked it up at. Yeah. Publix, Publix before before I and then I looked in my fridge I'm like oh I have a collaboration with them right now but yeah, yeah. And, and it was actually gas yeah it was really good so we got we got the campaign through our manager Michael and he the deliverables are for me it's one in feed post and three stories yeah I have one in feed post and one story set 
Oh, yeah. One story set, which is three story Slides, frames. Typically. And my rate for that is 800. Fire. My rate for that is 2200. Okay. Love it. And guys, Olivia had another reel pop oh. the fuck off. That's at, would you say like 6 million? Yeah, it's over six right now. So she has the one that was at like, that's at like 11? That No, 10. It stopped at 10.1. Okay. That we, but that's the one we kind of deep dove into yeah. at, in our IG content strategy episode that I've been sharing with everyone. But the secret sauce worked again, baby, because here we are with another viral reel. At 6 million and, 20, and growing. And 25,000 followers later. Um, I am sad to report that it is all men and that my female ratio has gone down but it is what it is i'm really going to try to hone in on female focused content here on out to try to get that back up but yeah. i'm happy i mean my i my, i passed 70,000 which is huge cuz you were at literally 40,000 for so long for years I, i've been at 139,000 for literally years no. like i haven't gone up or down. So yeah. I've been really focusing on reels as well to try and, and grow that. Yeah, you have to. Reels are the way. And my goal for this year was to hit 60,000 on Instagram. And I thought that was a stretch. So I'm <laughs> period, bitch. I'm happy. My goal for TikTok is 100,000 for this year. So I'm trying to hit that. And well, let's fucking go. Feels great. Love yeah. It here. And it's actually crazy because like my reels are doing so much better than like my fire photos like you know you know like you know your page you know like when you drop a fire photo you're like you know it's gonna do well but like i did a i did like a static post of me on the beach right and it got you know close to a thousand likes and then i did the reel and it got 800 more likes than the post did mm -hmm. which in the past does like a have, post does it have more impressions like um, is it seen by more people so the reel was seen by 13,000 and the post was seen by um 7,000. Wow. Yeah. So like so almost double the impressions. So it just shows that the algorithm is favoring, favoring video content. Yeah, and then my reel yesterday has 2500 likes, which is like really high for me. And yeah, I I think for everyone listening, just get in the habit every time you go to take a photo, Take the photo, but also get video of that yes. and, or take a reel instead. And it can be like really simple. It can be like what you are, were already going to get a picture of, like your outfit, for example. Just get a video of you posing and post that as a reel. It can be three seconds. It can be five seconds. Post it as a reel instead and use hashtags and thank me later. Yeah. And watch your account blow up yeah and if you guys haven't taken the chance to listen to our episode a few episodes ago a few episodes ago about ig content strategy make sure you give that a listen as well yes because we deep dive into it okay we are going to take a pause to thank this week's sponsor and then we're going to get into it all right guys so today we're going to tell you about foreplay they are a top tier innovator on the lingerie costume and swim scene so with looks featuring trend intricate design and overall sexiness they've created a lane for themselves and dominated the industry Aside from cooking up greatness for the brand, the designers of Foreplay create custom pieces for A-list celebrities, entertainers, and world-renowned artists, allowing the consumer the opportunity to wear a style fit for a trendsetter. Their Instagram is Shop Foreplay, and their website is www.foreplaycatalog.com. They deliver to most countries, except countries in Europe, due to their strict shipping policies. And of course, we have a code for you, so you guys can go get yourselves some little outfits. and <laughs> looks sexy exactly uh, our code is ww20 as in whiskey and water and guys go shop let us know how you like it yes so we gave you guys a little taste of what's to come this episode um but i feel like a lot of people i think you you kind of see it like in in like as a kind of fly on the wall you see all these people like kind of cycling through friends like you know that they're like a serial best friender or a mm -hmm. serial dater and you're always like why can they like why don't they have like one solid best friend and I feel like a lot of people in you know just in Olivia and I's like you know life have always asked us like how is it like working with your best friend how, and a lot of people always say oh like don't get into business with family or your best friend like it's gonna ruin it and like we have always been like proponents of like nah fuck that like as long as you guys are you know, trying to grow towards a common goal and you truly understand each other's intentions, like you can be unstoppable if you would like to be, you know what I mean? If both sides would like to be. It's, yeah. it's such a 
it's a tango, you know, it, it takes is. two to tango, baby. And, you know, I feel like obviously like us doing like spiritual work and, you know, in our lives has definitely benefited that because, you know, we both understand that we're like on a journey and doing our best. Um, but we've had to have really, really difficult conversations throughout our entire friendship that have only made us stronger. Like starting from when we launched the podcast, like I remember one of our first really difficult conversations was I had, I brought it up to Olivia and I was like, I don't feel like your best friend anymore. Like, I feel like we're co-hosts. Do you remember oh, yeah. that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, I like, I remember the verbiage I, I used. Think it was, I think it was during quarantine almost. It was, it yeah. was. I was like, I don't feel like served in this friendship anymore. Like we're basically just solely business partners. Yeah. And, and, you know, like it it just kind of, you know, it became a monster of its own because we weren't being intentional in the friendship. Like we were just meeting up to only time we were talking. It was work related. Yeah. And, you know, we, it was, it was our first like big project. So a lot of our conversation had to be about that. And, you know, Mm -hmm. the podcast took so much bandwidth so much decision making that it's like we almost didn't have the energy to be friends after Mm -hmm. um but that was like our first really difficult conversation and after that you know we shifted and you know we were good and of course you know we've had speed bumps since then and really difficult conversations um but that's why our friendship is so strong and so we're going to talk about like that we're going to talk about um conversations that we've had with our group of friends and how we kind of had to initiate those difficult conversations because otherwise we knew that they wouldn't happen they would run yeah or they would try to run away and we're like no yeah and you're gonna be friends with us yeah and I feel like maybe people don't understand why it's why it's so important to be able and willing to have these hard conversations and how to navigate them yeah so yeah so we're gonna go I feel like we kind of touched on when it's worth having and when it's not we can dive deeper into that if we need to we're going to talk about why they're important we're going to talk about how to approach them and how to navigate them yes um and I think the the biggest reason on why these are important is because you you literally cannot have a deep relationship with someone if you haven't gone through hardships with them. And, you know, there's there's a lot of surface level friends in your life. But until you have a bad argument and get past it, it's like every time you have those hardships, you guys get it's you level you level up. You're getting closer and closer and deeper and deeper with that person. So it's like I even always ask when people start dating someone new, I'm like, have you had your first fight yet? Because it's like that's an important part of like of oh, where you guys are in your relationship. Like if you haven't had a fight yet, you know, shit's all dandy and butterflies, but you need to see how someone is in an argument. You need to see how yeah. they handle themselves, how they respect you, how they communicate with you. Like that's good. That's the true tester if it's going to work or not. Not not when everything is all good and butterflies and rainbows and that's why clayton and Susie are gonna end up together (laughs) no i'm kidding because their relationship was built off hardship yes um no but for real like and that's such a good point because once you like are have these difficult like fights and conversations with someone and you you really get like all of them because how someone is in their day-to-day life versus how they show up in an argument or a fight is so different because everyone has trauma you know everyone has shit that you know or insecurities yeah yeah trauma insecurities like you know things from their childhood that I feel like really show up in you know arguments or past relationships yeah yeah anything and when I say trauma it's more of like an all-encompassing word for you know insecurities you know past relationships any sort of baggage that they've had from their past um and that really shows up you know like there's a reason that I show up more aggressive and there's a reason that some people like to run away there's a reason for everything and so you that really begins to manifest in these arguments and then you get to decide whether or not that's something that you are willing to work through them with. Yeah. And I love that point because I think when dealing with these situations, it's really important to have grace with people. You know, like it's very, we're quick to demonize others and we're quick to point, point the fingers. fingers 
And I think uh, obviously it's easier when they're giving you that same respect, but no matter what, you're always going to be in a better position if you are coming from a place of having grace with people and understanding that exactly what just said, like they are acting that way for a reason, yeah. you know, and, and they might be doing their best. I mean, a lot of people I don't, I think are not doing their best. I'll be honest, but some, you know, and assuming the people in your life are trying to be the best versions of themselves, I would always give them the benefit of the doubt that they are doing their best and even if that doesn't look like what your best is it's different for everyone you yeah. know like they're showing up in the best way they know how and we're all not perfect people like there's I think one of the actually hardest conversations we ever had was also during quarantine we had a fight and it was it was about spirituality and I don't really remember what the argument was about but it it was a moment for me where I had to take a hard look at myself and and realize I it was so subconscious that I I remember I was on a pedestal and I'm like no I'm not no I'm not no I'm not and then I don't know like how you finally got through to me but it's and it's it's deeply rooted it always fucking is but I reflected on it and I was like this is a habit and behavior from my mom yeah and it was this place of being like knowing better like always knowing better than someone else yeah and it was so subconscious and that the more subconscious it is the harder it is to admit to it and recognize it and recognize it and like realize that it's like there's a lot of ego involved um I don't even know how I got here but basically I'm saying like we're not no matter how perfect you think you are there's so many subconscious behaviors that you're not even aware of. Yeah, and that and it was something that was even hard for me to recognize until yeah, it, was it was so nuanced. Yeah, like there's just there's so much going on and so, we really are just like <laughs> trying our best and you know you just have to be willing to put your ego aside and understand that you know maybe I don't know what's best right now exactly and having grace with other people and having grace with yourself too um and you know just you're doing you're doing your best and that's all that's all I can ask for with that all being said it's really important to ensure that like you're not being taken advantage of or Be gaslit or gaslit yeah because it's like you have to understand like when it's like when to throw in the towel, you know, it's like picking your battles and it's, it's picking your friends. And it's, you know, if you continuously bring something up to a friend or a partner that like, you know, they're crossing a boundary or you don't feel heard or you don't feel seen in the relationship. And, you know, they either reassure you and change doesn't happen, or they don't reassure you and change doesn't happen. You then have to make the decision to serve yourself because essentially choosing to stay in these toxic friendships or toxic relationships like you're doing a disservice to yourself and taking back that power is so incredibly liberating and I can really speak from experience because I allowed an ex of mine to walk all over me for a very extended period of time like this person literally broke up with me 10 times and I took them back every single time. And that is not an exaggerated number. That's not an exaggerated. <laughs> you guys, I do be exaggerating numbers, but not this time. That is not an inflated number. I can vouch for and that. And honestly, it was the darkest time of my life. Like I have never been more anxious, more depressed, more lost. And more, more insecure. More, yeah. Like every, like, you know, there was a trickle down effect of allowing this person to walk all over me how that affected my life and continues to affect my life. And the minute that I chose to not continue to allow that behavior, my life like entirely changed for the better. You know what I mean? So it's mm -hmm. like, you have to realize when something is a lost cause and when someone is actually not going to change behavior and when it no longer like can benefit you. Like you can sit there and you can, you know, explain all you want and you can come from a place of love. But if that other person is not hearing you and they're not in the capacity, like, cause it's not like some people are doing it with malicious intent and some people are genuinely just lost and cannot change because they aren't doing the work and they, you know, they're or, just, or they're just not self-aware enough yeah. to come to be in a place of like, being vulnerable or being open or just recognizing their own behavior you know yeah. and you kind of have to like 
take look at everything in perspective and yeah. from an unbiased standpoint of like if i were an outsider what exactly would I, what what would i think of this dynamic or like, or like if this was my best friend and her boyfriend yep would i ever allow her to be treated like that like that's like my biggest thing and like i think about like you know olivia or i think about my little sister and i'm like if this guy was treating my little sister like this i would choke him out with my bare fucking hands <laughs> you know what i mean yeah so obviously there's so much context to a situation and we can't sit here and say like this is when to throw in the towel that's a decision that you have to make on your own but hopefully you have tried to navigate these situations as best to the best of your abilities and if that's not working and it's not continuing to work i hope that you can you know put your foot down and accept that you deserve better because Mm -hmm. you do and there's someone that will treat you better whether it's a friend or whether it's a romantic relationship or a family member or yeah or family like and it's I feel like you know I really don't want this to be like kind of like hung up into like romantic relationships because just as important are your friends and the people that you surround yourself with every single day and like and employees and coworkers. yeah and anyone that you you know spend an extended period of time with like you know you are the product of the people that you spend the most time with like it's, you know, it's, it's a fact and having good friendships is so, so, so important because if you have a toxic friendship, it's like having, when we've, we've had toxic friends and it's like being in a toxic relationship, like it affects you so heavily and you just need to be able to either, you know, stand up for yourself and cut off these friendships the same way you would a relationship, or you need to be able to navigate these difficult conversations and get past it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When to grit, when to quit. You got to figure it out. <laughs> You're on your own, brother. Yeah, no, I'm right? kidding. And a situation that came up recently, actually, was with our group of friends that we shoot content with. And we kind of had a somewhat of a dispute over a trip that we're planning. And it got to a point where they were ready to quit. And me and Jess are over here like, what? What? That's that's like not even an option. Yeah, they were like, one of them said like, I really don't like how this is being handled. So we're actually not going to go. And I was like, nah, y'all aren't leaving it at that, bro. And it's not like, you know, I don't think either of us took it personally. It's not like, oh, they don't value us as friends. I think it just might be what they're used to doing in friendships, which is walking away and not having the patience or confrontation or or grit to have the difficult conversation so we were like okay no like this we need this is this is a bad situation I actually just was like I feel like I you know at the at the peak of it just was like I feel like I want to cry and I'm like okay no let's we need to get this handled I'm like let's call them there's no reason to cry good old-fashioned phone call you know that's that's the hard conversation like i even feel like through text it's easier but like yeah on a call it's like you're you're giving it everything you got yeah and it it kind of catches the other person off guard in a good way because we were going back and forth through text for like a minute and it was kind of just escalating and you know spiraling spiraling and we weren't you know coming to a middleman and so i was like okay you guys are fucking talking a big fucking game over text let me call your ass Mm -hmm. and you put you on the spot you need to be nice you know like yeah and and the way we approach this and this is important because this is the first time we've had this hard conversation with these friends so like the first time you do it it's really uncomfortable like i feel like we're in a place now where it's like all right it's just another day we're having a hard conversation but like the first time you have that you know issue come up like i said when someone's dating someone new have you guys argued yet so this is the first time we argued with these friends and it's awkward yeah it is awkward because you're like oh okay how do i you know like it's all shit's all good until it's not and then you're like oh i'm seeing a different side of this person yeah um and the way we approached it which i think is just a good way to approach any uncomfortable situation and or hard conversation is literally stating off the bat hey we are coming from a place of like love and understanding and we we you're seen you're heard we understand your concerns but let's come to a conclusion like i think even verbally saying that because not everyone like assumes that that's your intention intention yeah so verbally saying off the bat what your intentions are is always a great place to start because you're setting the tone and you're not attacking them like when you come into the conversation attacking and pointing fingers 
you're setting yourself up for failure because they're of course going to defend themselves as you would too yeah so i think it's so important to go in with the with the verbiage the language of anything that's not attacking and i think it's important to also state that like we accepted that we were willing to put up with their shit you know i don't know if that makes sense but it's like we we know their flaws they know their flaws they're very you know like out there with their flaws and like you know they'll admit like they're hard-headed or high maintenance or whatever the fuck it might be right so like we went into this conversation understanding that we would have to compromise because we knew that they wouldn't you know what I mean like we knew that they were hard-headed and we knew that we were going to be the ones that would have to initiate the conversation and it sucks because like you know sometimes you want the other person to initiate the conversation and it like kind of sucks having to be the ones to be like, Hey, all right, no, we're, we're going to figure it out. You know what I mean? So it's like, we also went into this conversation knowing their flaws, accepting their flaws and not like holding those against them, you know? So it's like, yeah. we, that was an avid decision that like we made. Cause it's like, sometimes you don't want to put up with someone's shit. Like maybe their flaw is that they're super aggressive and you're like, I don't want to put up with that. Like you have to decide what you're willing to put up with. And we are, we love them enough and value them enough in our lives that we're willing to put up with like these little flaws just as they do for me you know like yeah I, and I'm, that's not to say that I'm a perfect person like they put up with my shit all the time because they decide that they love me and it's worth it totally and I think even to highlight the example in that argument was like the the thing was like they were being high maintenance and we are like y'all know you're high maintenance we know you're high maintenance let's just, just put say that, it let's, yeah just say it and it was like we're not telling you to not be high maintenance because that's who you are and that's totally okay yeah we're not trying to change that our issue here is that we don't love how this how you went about this situation so I think it's also important to like you know not we're not, we're not gonna sit here and try to change someone. We're just gonna communicate why we feel like, you know, we the situation could have been handled better. If yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, and and just to kind of like dive into like how we navigated it. Yes, we called them and we you know stated our intentions off the bat and we said like we all want to go on this trip. Like let's make it happen. Let's, let's make it happen. Like we're gonna have so much fun. We I mean I apologized for if I had rubbed anyone the wrong way, because I knew that I was being a little confrontational in the text, hoping that it was going to pull something else. It was going to, you know, warrant a different reaction. And it didn't, it, you know, it caused them to, you know, retreat rather than, you know, come to a common, uh, ground. Yeah. yeah, Come to a common ground. And, um, so yeah, you know, like we had, you know, it was a compromise and, you know, once we got to that point, they also put their guard down and we're like, you know what? Yeah. Like, you know, we'll figure it out. Like, let's all make it happen. And we called everyone in the fucking group, had the same conversation, wrote back in the text afterwards and was like, all right, we're good to go. Yeah. And I think a huge note here and something that I carry with me in every, every difficult conversation is kind of like piggybacking, piggybacking off of what I said about, you know, starting not on a defensive note and, the best way to do that and it's uncomfortable for a lot of people but the best way to do that is to be vulnerable it's to come in and completely have your guard down because then it makes them feel like they can let their guard down and also be vulnerable like you I don't really believe you can reach a middle ground unless both sides are are being vulnerable yeah. you know what I mean because it it sometimes sometimes gets to a place of like it's deeper than just what we're talking about. Like, it's not about you leaving your dish in the sink. It's about me feeling disrespected and like, you don't value my time. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's all deeper than deeper, deeper, (laughs) deeper. It's all deeper than what your surface level fighting about. Yeah. And I think people get so caught up in the surface level shit of like, and then it gets petty and then it's stupid. It's it's always, I promise you, it's always exactly because like even our fight wasn't like necessarily the, the situation that we were arguing about. It was them feeling like pressured and and you know like low-key disrespected or whatever it may be even our casino argument it wasn't about her asking am i acting drunk right now and me saying yes it was about 
her thinking that I didn't have her back. You know what I mean? Like every single argument is about, is not about what y'all are arguing about ever. It's always, it's always deeper. So it's always deeper. So I think coming from a place of vulnerability and understanding like, okay, what's the root of this issue? And, and vocalizing that like, Hey, I, I'm upset because, and, and acknowledging your own triggers, I think is really important too, because then you're putting it on the table. You're saying, I got triggered by this because of this. And I know that, and I'm aware of that. One, it makes them more open to admitting their triggers. And two, you're, they can't, they can't rebuttal because they can't, they can't call you out on your trigger because you're calling yourself out. You're yeah. like, the more you own, own your shit, own your shit, the, the faster you can get to a solution and the less they have to rebuttal with, yeah. because it's like, you're putting all your shit out on the table. Yeah. I know my fucking flaws. It, I know where I went wrong. Exactly. It's not like anyone's going to be like, you were so aggressive, Jess. Cause like, I'll be the first one to fucking say it. I <laughs> like, was fucking aggressive and yeah. that's my bad. Or this is what you signed up for. <laughs> you know what, you know what yeah. I mean? In a way, like, it, and I think it would be like rude to throw someone's like main personality trait that you signed up for in their face constantly. Like, okay, then don't fucking sign up for it. I've yeah. been authentic since day one. You knew exactly who I was. Of course, like if it's, you know, something that like made them uncomfortable for a different reason, like that's totally fine. Like, you know, you can decide what your boundaries are with that, but also understanding your friends and understanding you know like who they are and why they operate the way they do like you know no one none of my like if if me yelling at a creepy guy on the street made my friends uncomfortable I'd be like yeah I'm not the person for you but the reason that I'm doing that is because I feel like I'm protecting my friends you know what I mean so it's like everyone's doing something for a deeper reason I'm not just like yelling because I'm aggressive it's because I'm you know being protective and I'm being, you know, want to protect us and I want to have men feel inferior. You know what I mean? So there's always, it's always deeper. (laughs) Yeah. And I love that you said that because it's like how I feel like how people always preach, like, if you don't like what someone's posting, you can unfollow them. And it's the same in real life. Like it's the same in real life. If you don't like someone's aggressiveness you or, can, or just you can, energy in general or energy in general like it's we're not keeping you here with a gun to your head like you can you can leave um and that's not you know there's obviously that's obviously nuance like everyone wants is working on being the best version of themselves but there are some things that are just like people are the way they are and like you're not obligated to stick around and they're not obligated to change for your for you to be comfortable and i'll never yeah and i'll never take it personally just as anyone should like if someone you know i met someone like at a party or on set and like they weren't like vibing with me like one it is what it is yeah that's cool for you it's a genre you're you're missing out (laughs) not everybody can get on On the the rasta Rasta. (laughs) tiktok Um, tiktok (laughs) tiktok and i think another really great tip for you guys is i mean it it depends on the type of person you are my take on things and i already know that just doesn't feel the same way about this is like i'm all for apologizing even when i don't necessarily think i'm in the wrong like i will apologize for the situation in general. Like, I, I'm sorry that this is even happening. Although, like, I'm not to say that I'll let people walk all over me or fold when I don't think I need to. But, like, just... Sometimes I, it's easier to get to what you're trying to accomplish yeah, when you just are the a, first one apologizing. A, and it doesn't even have to be for your own behavior. It can just be for the situation. Because it's like, of course, like, isn't everyone sorry that we're in this uncomfortable situation, you know? Yeah. And I think just even like bringing that energy into the conversation loosens things up and makes people feel like they can apologize for their behavior if you feel like they're in the wrong, you know? Yeah. And and I do under, I completely understand like that tactic. And I think that it does have a place. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, you know, if I feel like disrespected or, you know, if I feel like someone truly did something wrong, yeah, I mean, I'm going to try and open up the conversation as much as I can without feeling like you're bending your own boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, that's something I do not (laughs) put up with. Yeah. And I think it's also just important to take accountability, of course, when you can, you know, like in a lot of situations when we're pointing the finger to our coworkers or our employees or whatever it is, it's like, we always try to say like, first off the bat, 
we could have we could have done a better job explaining this or we could have been better managers for you we could have given you more structure like Mm -hmm. i think off the bat when you take accountability it allows others to take accountability for themselves as well yes which as we mentioned earlier we did have to let an employee go this morning which was i mean a difficult situation it's never easy and again like you know, we had made an investment of time, money, energy, and it really just kind of sucks to see that, you know, not come into not to not blossom into something that we wanted it to. Um, but again, it really is only no loss is only lessons. I know we say that all the time, but it is something that we carry with us like frequently. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was a difficult situation. And that I mean, how we navigated it was exactly what Olivia said, like we came into the situation and Although hopefully she doesn't listen to this, although in reality, she had made multiple fuck ups, you know, just putting it out there like she had. There's a lot of things that, you know, we had to repeat. There was a lot of things that, you know, weren't adding up and whatever it may be. But we went into that conversation and, you know, we didn't want to make her feel like shit or, you know, less than or anything like that. So we said, we made a lapse of judgment, which we did, you know, I I think there's, you know, kind of blame on both sides in a way. Um, But we were like, hey, it's nothing against you. We, you know, we love you as a person, your personality, like, that's why we hired you, because we really felt like you had, you know, these qualities that you can't teach. However, we needed someone with more experience, which is really what it boiled down to. Um, But we did feel like we were a little oversold you know, we were sold a little bit of a dream and that dream never came around. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a difficult conversation. And honestly, I feel like the way we approached it, we got such a great response from her. She was completely understanding. Um, it didn't seem like it was coming out of left field, which was nice. Like she wasn't like, Oh, why is this happening? It was, Mm -hmm. she was like, I'm sure this is a relief for you guys. Yeah. And even the, you know, even the quote unquote fuck ups, like maybe we don't know if that comes from lack of experience or just her not being you know the best fit for the position like we just need someone who's a little more attentive you pay attentive you, attentive like we are able to say things once and it gets done we can't say things three times before yeah, it gets and, done. and that could just be a personality thing or it could be a lack of experience you know yeah either way we were able to hone in on things that are very important to us like like Olivia just said, like something once and it getting done. We cannot tell you where to find something three times because it's like you should have taken it's, the initiative to write it down the and first it, time. And it seems like minor things, but when you're operating from a place, not like to sound superior, but when you're operating from a, a high level of like we're, we, we, Jess and I struggle with decision fatigue every single day. Yeah. And having to tell someone, twice and three times is like three times twice and three times more energy than we could have just had told them once yeah and and potentially not having to say anything at all you know I feel like there is a certain you know initiative that someone could take and you know we would not even have to you know explain things and so that's kind of you know but it's also hard to know like that people aren't mind readers and it's so yeah. hard for us to be like which is it where's the is it wh- which is it is it that we're expecting someone to be a mind reader or is it that they're just not experienced to know what they need to do yeah like what tools they need innately or... like just to look at a situation and be like okay this 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 needs to be done and yeah so it's it's honestly the hardest learning curve um and i i hope it gets better with time but i think it's just one of those things that it's a very gradual just we have to like just we're learning people and how they operate and how they learn and their communication styles and it's such a new thing for us and it's been probably the hardest thing yet about running a business yeah and to kind of piggyback on that we did have a really difficult conversation with um our main employee our project manager taylor and honestly the conversation went great and we couldn't have asked for you know it to be better yeah and it you know gave us the space to really kind of like change our direction and be better yeah and and just be better and I feel like that's all you can really ask from a situation is like to you want to come out of it better you know you don't want to just say shit and just have it go in one ear out the other you know like everything that we kind of do we do with intention and we want it to be you know 
to the best and highest level we can make it. So this conversation was, you know, it was definitely difficult. And I think that we have set up our relationship with Taylor in a way that allowed her to bring this to us in, you know, a cool, calm and collected way. Um, but it was a lot, it was, it was a lot for us. It was a hefty text of, you know, hefty thread, hefty thread of, you know, different things. Like, oh, there was a lot to digest, but again, it really did allow us to kind of take everything in and we value her opinion so highly. And like, we know that she has our best intentions in mind. And we know she knows that we're doing our best and she communicated that. And that made us be able to, you know, I mean, not that we wouldn't in the first place, but that made us like able to admit where we went wrong in the situation Mm -hmm. and how we might have overseen, you know, certain things. And yeah, I'm just, I'm really grateful that I think it's a mixture of us setting the tone of our company culture, being transparent, open door policy. If you have something like we say, we tell everyone off the bat, even our interns, if something is bothering you, bring it up. Don't wait for our end of month, you know, discussion and review, bring it up as soon as you're uncomfortable about it. And we will always be open to hearing you out and like learning from it because we are the first to admit we're not perfect people just because we're your boss doesn't make us better than you or, or no more or perfect people, you know, like we, we're all flawed in our own ways. But so I think it was a mixture of us setting that tone within the company and the way in which she communicated her concerns and how she didn't feel seen while also saying, I know you guys are really just doing your best. And I know you have the best, you know, my best intentions in mind. Like there is a way to do both. There is a way to stand up for yourself and set your boundaries while also having grace, having grace. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't have to be a blame game. It doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be pointing the finger. It truly can be like a perfect harmony of both. Even the way she wrapped it up, she was like, I really just needed to get this off my chest. She's like, I don't expect you guys to even have an answer for me on these things by the, you know, today, but I just needed to get this off my chest so I could continue working effectively. Yeah. And she which, even said, this is affecting how I'm working, which I don't want that for you guys or for myself. And I, even that is just like so thoughtful. Like she's like, I can't show up right now in my job the way I want to because this is weighing on me. Yeah. I mean, she's just a rock star. <laughs> Truly is. Love her. Um, But yeah, that was definitely, you know, something hard that we got past. Immediately, I validated everything that she said. Yeah. She also, I don't know if it's important to note, but she also just approached one of us about it Mm -hmm. because she and she communicated first thing. I feel like it's easier to one. I feel like this is easier for me to explain through text, which is fair. And two, um, sometimes I feel like it's better to just speak with one of you versus two of you just because you know, the more people, the more pressure, the more like the more like high intensity, high, like, what am I trying to say? The more intense the conversation feels, you know, like I think sometimes the less, the better. And then I communicated with Jess what was happening. And I think that's even important to note. She knows how she feels the most comfortable explaining things and that she went about it in that way, but also made sure Jess knew that it wasn't that she felt uncomfortable approaching her. It Mm -hmm. was just you know yeah and she texted me like right after separately and like because obviously she knew like Liv would speak to me about it and she texted me and she's like hey I don't want you to feel like I felt like I couldn't talk to you it was just like the easiest and she also like I was also at an appointment that morning and she was like being conscientious of that she was like I know you had a lot going on this morning and I didn't want to send it to you yeah I'm like that's I love you even so sweet so thoughtful you know I mean it's like soft skills but it's so important Mm -hmm. um but yeah so immediately I validated every point she made and I'm like if I were you if I were in this position I would feel the same exact way so like one you're heard and then two you know just going about where I feel like we could have done better and then going about and then explaining like what we're gonna do from here on out to take proactive steps to fix things yeah. or to just make her feel more comfortable. Yeah. Or make sure, you know, something never happens again or whatever it may be. Yeah. I feel like, you know, giving someone proactive steps really, you know, and just taking the initiative to make sure that they feel not only heard, but like seen, you know, and, and prioritized. Yeah. Too, you know, like 
let let people know that they are important to you yeah. and that you are going to prioritize their needs comfortability yeah like, um, i mean i think any like anyone even like in romantic relationships friendships people want to feel important people want to feel prioritized they want to feel valued they want to feel seen so it never hurts to like start off with that you know like instead of coming from a you know a place of ego where it's like oh i don't need you it's like i I, I do need you and I do want you and I I'm willing to do whatever it takes to keep you close to me. And I also think that it's so easy to gaslight other people and it's so easy to be gaslit. Un- unintentionally, too. Unintentionally, totally. I mean, I even want maybe want to even do a full episode on this because that term gaslight is so is so like kind of trendy right now. Yeah. Like it's coming up a lot. But I think we all unintentionally at times gaslight each other i mean it's just it's like you're almost just defending yourself but i think a way to avoid that and a great note for just every conversation is when someone expresses their concerns i think off the bat for me the first thing i do is is kind of validate and although their points may be like something that i don't agree on or just straight up completely wrong like sometimes tyler says shit and i'm like no you're wrong you're literally (laughs) there's no part of that that is correct i at least validate his feelings you know and it's it's not about it's not saying like you're right and your actions are right but i'm like okay i can say that your feelings are valid and your emotions that you're feeling right now have a place and like have and like give him space for that even though the actions and behavior might be wrong Mm -hmm. does that make sense yeah I, i think it's like letting people know that like however you know like sometimes we're just coming from like you know like sometimes we're coming from like hangry sometimes we're coming from hormonal sometimes we're coming like not all of us are operating at 100 percent all the time but that doesn't mean that the feelings that we're having aren't valid mm-hmm. you know what i mean and it's like fine like you can 100 percent have those feelings not that i agree with you know whatever it is you're bringing how, how up. you went about it yeah. or something yeah anything but i think just off the bat validating someone and saying like i hear you you know even that short little Mm-hmm. vocabulary to throw in is really important because it's like you if that person doesn't feel heard it's really you're not going to come to a solution you're not yeah. going to come to a middle ground you like have to let them know like hey i hear you i hear what you're saying because when it's just back and forth back and forth de- defending yourselves and no one's hearing either side it's not going to get anywhere yeah you'll never reach a common ground yeah all right you guys i feel like we covered all four bases here. I, I feel mean, like we, we covered a lot of ground. We got first base, second base, third base, and home run. I feel like we really just went for it. I hope you guys found like value yeah. in in what we were saying because we kind of just like you know spoke about like our situations, but I feel like we spoke from the heart. Yeah, we did, and we spoke about like you know shit that has affected us in friendships and partnerships, relationships, and yeah. you know working yeah. situations. I hope you guys feel validated by this conversation. I hope you feel like you've gotten kind of the reassurance or the strength you need to have these difficult conversations with people in your life. And I hope you realize like why it's important and how why it's worth it. Because not only is it good for like, you know, the the relationship that you're dealing with, but it's also really important for your own personal growth. Yeah. Like the things that Jess has brought to light for me were like my, what do they call them? Like your shadows or like- it's like shadow work. It's, yeah, shadow work. It's really like so much stuff. Like I mentioned earlier, it's just subconscious behavior and things, tendencies that you're you're probably not even aware of. So so much of of these conversations are are self work and deep and work for o- yourself to be a better person. Opportunity. They are literally just opportunities to become for, for growth, the best version of yourself. You know, yeah. like that's why you can't shy away from these things. It's why it's. You have you know, to lean into it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as uncomfortable as it is, you have to lean into these situations. I mean, it could be as simple as like, you know, writing a text. It could be as simple as like sitting someone down. It could be as simple as writing an email to a brand that, you know, mm-hmm. is overstepping your boundaries, you know. What it's makes difficult you, to have hard conversations. What makes you uncomfortable is your biggest opportunity for growth. Growth happens outside the comfort zone. Yeah, we haven't pulled that card out in a while, but it's so true. Yeah. And I, I think so So often we want to be, feel safe and feel secured and we run away from things that make us uncomfortable, but truly growth is really on the other side of that so when you see something uncomfortable 
have have that foresight to go towards it and lean yeah. into it instead of running away from it. And then it'll become a habit. Yeah, it really will. Yeah, like we, I think that at this point in our partnership in our lives, like we really do lean into uncomfortable things and it, it will become second nature to you because we know how fruitful it is on the other side. Yeah. So we're here to tell you it's worth it, even though yeah. it's uncomfortable and messy and feels nasty and uncomfy. Yeah. Go towards it. We love you guys so much. We truly hope this was valuable for you. Um, if you have any other episode topics and ideas for us, please let us know. Reach mm -hmm. out to us. You guys know we absolutely love hearing from you. Um, we're going to begin ending this episode and future episodes for this season on a note of gratitude because we just felt like we used to do that a few seasons ago and we just wanted to bring it back because we're grateful bitches. Yeah. So my moment of gratitude is that I love what I do for work and as stressful as this week has been and I even today was having anxiety just about how much we had to get done today we had to shoot three reels for a mood client we have to shoot two podcast episodes back to back because she'll be out of town next week and I was having anxiety about it but I always bring myself back to this place of like I don't have to Cre create to. reels I get to create reels and mm -hmm. you know I get to make money from that and it's creative and fun and I love having these conversations and showing up for you guys yeah so yeah I'm just I'm grateful to truly enjoy what I do and be happy every day doing it yeah I'm actually also grateful for work today <laughs> um particularly in the sense that like I don't have to fucking wake up at the ass crack of dawn and, and go into, a go cold into an office. office. Like I, you know, and if that's your vibe, that's your, that's vibe. your vibe. That that's your journey. Not here to invalidate it. Just saying I fucking love waking up pretty much whenever I want to and being able to work from home and just to like have the freedom to like call this work and like sit here in my office and my apartment and do this and, you know, end my day realistically whenever I want. Like, I just, I'm just so grateful to work for ourselves. Even like today in the elevator, some guy was like, oh, like, what do you do for work? And I was like, oh, I, I own, own my own company. And he was like, that's sick. And I'm like, yeah, the fuck it is. Fuck right. It is yeah. sick. And I love it. Like, yeah. oh, it's just. And it hasn't always been that way. So I think like we appreciate it even more yeah. because we were in a place of showing up to work really miserable and hating our lives yeah. for so long. And in even just kind of like working for others and kind of being unsure of the work quality that I was producing and not, you know, not being a mind reader. So not knowing if I was showing up exactly in the ways that, you know, they needed me to. And just kind of like that uncertainty of like, do they even like the work that I'm producing? Like do whatever. They even like me. Yeah. You know, so it's like, it's, it's incredible that I get to wake up every day and, you know, pr you know, do work that we love and that our clients love. And it just feels very aligned. And I'm just incredibly grateful for it. Same, same bestie. Okay. You guys, we encourage you to also take a moment of gratitude right now, whether you're cleaning, whether you're driving your car, whether you're walking your dog, it can be something small. It can be something huge, but it's so important to carry that with you throughout your day and just operate from a place of gratitude because mm -hmm. it will completely change everything. It will. Guys, if you enjoyed this episode, please, please, please take a screenshot, tag us on your story, share it from Spotify, whatever you got to do. Share it, it with a friend. Share it with a friend who you want to have a hard conversation wanna, with. Exactly. <laughs> that friend that's been fucking annoying as fuck about having hard conversations, send this to them. This I know. Is your I'll, sign. I know I'll be sending this to our bitches. So <laughs> um, again, guys, thank you so much. If you feel inspired to leave a review, we would so appreciate that. Um, anything you guys can do to support us because yeah. Yeah, we love that we are still not making money from the podcast <laughs> is it still our passion project? this is still a passion project for us but honestly it's been it feels so good lately to sit down and have these conversations so thank you guys for allowing us to even do that yeah uh have a great week brothers and we will see you next week see you next week bye, bye.